Welcome to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey, certified life coach, passionate author, and speaker from Living My Empowered Life. She's on a mission to help women just like you achieve your goals and break through any barriers holding you back from living the life you deserve. If you're ready to slay life without apology, you've come to the right place. Here she is now, your host, Tracy Massey. Hello, what's good in your neighborhood? Welcome to the Charging Station Podcast. That was so dramatic, I know. (laughs) Welcome, sis. It's your girl, Tracy Massey of Living My Empowered Life, and welcome to this week's episode. Before we get started, um, at the time of the recording of this podcast, Texas was hit with a major snowstorm, and it's pretty bad out there. So I just ask that each one of you who is listening to please keep our peeps in Texas in prayer. Um, Give if you can. I'm not sure of the places and the, the ways that you can give. I'm still researching a couple of those things. But if I find out when I find out, I will definitely post it in my stories. But please keep those peeps in prayer and lift it because it's it's pretty bad. And um, watching the news at the time of this podcast recording, there was predicting they were predicting another snowstorm to come through. And let me just say for the people out there who have been saying, you know, oh, it's not bad, blah, blah, blah. Let me remind you that Texas is not built for snow. You know, Texas is is built for the heat. And I've seen some really let me say this nicely, annoying and um, very cold hearted things being said. It's like when people from up north tease us here in North Carolina and Charlotte about not being able to drive in the snow. It's like, shut your face. Because here's the thing. We don't get a lot of snow, but we get a ton of ice and nobody can drive on ice. So just be mindful for anybody out there who has made a comment out the side of the face just so insensitive you know just be mindful if you're not if you're not in the situation your people aren't affected by it just keep your mouth shut if you don't have anything nice to say all right so I'm off my tangent but praying for our peeps over in Texas um welcome if you are returning listener boo you know I love me some you thank you for joining us again this week come on in have a seat on the couch make sure you take your shoes off and you know Tap that hand sanitizer over there. Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your water, grab your wine, whatever your beverage of choice. Go ahead and grab that thing, sis, and have a seat. Make room on the couch for our new peeps. Welcome to our new listeners. Thank you for joining us because you could be listening to anything, anywhere, but you're lending your ear to me. And I appreciate you. And I hope that you come back. I hope that you subscribe. I hope that you share. Everybody, subscribe share, leave a review, head on over to Apple or whatever your listening platform of choice is. Make sure you leave a five-star review and tell us why you listen to the Charging Station podcast and what keeps bringing you back. And just tell everybody too. make sure that they subscribe and leave reviews too. All right. If you are on social media, please follow me on Instagram. 
You can find me at Living My Empowered Life on Instagram. And you can also shout me out with an email at hello at livingmyempoweredlife.com. All right, enough of that. <laughs> now I got to get all that stuff out of the way. So this week I'm going to talk about something a little heavy. I'm going to try to keep it as lighthearted as possible. Um, I've shared on my Instagram that this season, like February through May, is what I call my grief season. And I call it my grief season is because of all of the losses that have happened in this time period. Like February, it started with losing my godmother, the woman who raised me and gave me my name. Uh, my very first boyfriend, my very the very first love of my life, he passed away. Um, March, my mom passed away. Uh, April, my daughter, my aunt, and my cousin passed away. And then um, also, um, my best friend, one of my best friend's birthday is in April. She passed away in May. My daughter's birthday is in May, and then Mother's Day is in May. So February through May is a hot mess for me sometimes. It used to be. Let me take that back. It used to be a hot mess for me. But with much prayer, much work, much therapy, much support, much support from my support system, your girl is still standing. And by the grace of God, I'm still saying some people beg to differ about the same part. But yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, by the grace of God, I'm still standing. And, you know, I share my story in hopes of inspiring someone, encouraging someone, shed a little light, shed a little hope. Because I know that people, when you lose someone, it's hard and grief is hard. Grief is, is something that has no respect of person. It doesn't care your age. It doesn't care what race you are. It doesn't care if you're male or female. It doesn't care if some you lost someone yesterday, if you lost someone 30 years ago. It does not care. And I have made it my mission to be a light in the midst of darkness. Um, I know what grief can do. I know how hard it can be. But I also know what it's like to live in victory over it and to thrive through the grief. So we're going to talk about some grief the next few episodes. Okay, maybe not back to back to back because it's heavy. But we're going to talk about it because I want to help, help help you thrive. I don't know why I started stuttering right there. Maybe I was about to go speak in tongues, but yeah, we stopped that. So, all right. I don't know if I've shared with you guys that my daughter, I probably have because she's still a part of me, but I lost my daughter in 2006. She died all of a sudden. We did an autopsy on her because in the state of North Carolina, anytime there's an unexpected death or a sudden death, they it's required that they do an autopsy. Well, it was at the time. I don't know about now. But um, at the time, it was required that we did an autopsy. And I will never forget the medical examiner saying that he saw no medical reason why my child was not alive. So you can imagine all the things I felt all the things. I felt shock. I felt anger. I was confused. I was angry. I was more angry. I was really angry. I was very angry. I was super angry. You get it? You get what I'm saying? Like I was mad. I was I was just 
angry. I was angry with my daughter for leaving me like she had a choice. I was angry with God. And a lot of people don't like to hear you say that. But I was like, yeah, I was mad at God because my thing was, you know, God, why give her to me when you knew you was going to take away? Like, why even put me through this? So, yeah, I was very angry with God. And the thing about it, it took me years to admit that to God that I was I was like, yo, bruh, I'm mad at you. We got some beef. Like, I'm upset with what you've done here. I don't understand. I don't understand why you did this to me. And the fact that I held on to that anger, being angry with God, I held on to it because that's what I was taught in church. You know, they tell you, Christianese, oh, don't question God. Oh, don't be angry with God. La, 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 la. Child, listen. The day that I had this real deep conversation, and it wasn't really, it wasn't even deep. The day that I had the conversation with God and I admitted to him, like, yo, bro, I, 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 don't, I don't like what you did there. You know, I'm, I'm mad at you. That's when my relationship with God changed. Because for the first time ever, I was completely honest with him. And he was not mad. He was not upset with me. It was like he was waiting on me, to be honest. I went to my father broken, angry, and with a little bit of, of shame because I felt ashamed for being angry with God. Like, who, who do I think I am being mad with that? <laughs> but he was so loving and so gentle with me. We had a real conversation and starting it started to build a real relationship. And people look at me strange when I say, you know, when my daughter left this earth, that was the first time I really under, started to understand God. That was the first time I really had a relationship with him. And people look at me like I'm crazy. But yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. Because for the first time, I was, I was naked and unafraid in front of him. But I felt all the things. I felt all the things. And one of the things I remember the most about that time was as soon as word got out that my daughter passed. Oh. The phone, the phone would not stop ringing. My cell phone rang so much and I am very particular about who has my phone number. So for that many people to have my phone number was calling me. It was like some people that I hadn't even talked to in years or some people who I knew would look me dead in the face and roll their eyes at me was calling my phone. I'm like, how you get my number? I hope y'all hear me clapping. But <laughs> I was like, how did you get my phone number? But at the time I was going through all the things. So it was just like, I can't even sort that out right now. And it got to a point where I was just like, I hated having the phone on. My voicemail got full. Text messages got full. I even had somebody leave an old nasty voicemail pissed off because I wouldn't call them back girl when I tell you people oh humans humans can be so insensitive like why am I going to call you back to talk about my daughter who just died and I hadn't even talked to you in like 10 years you you didn't even know her let's just be real you didn't even know her you hadn't seen her since she was like three but to leave a nasty voicemail 
And I thank God for my support system because at that time, y'all, I'm going to be honest. When my daughter left this earth, mm, I felt reckless. Like I felt like I had nothing to lose because everything that I cared about in this world had just died. So it was like, try me if you want to. I'm going to prison. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> like, because I was just so fed up with everything. And that's the thing about grief. One of the stages of grief is anger. And hunty, my anger was top shelf angry. Okay? I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't want to hear nobody's story. I didn't want to hear people's voices. I didn't want to be surrounded by people. And just imagine being an introvert and having all eyes on you. I was so sick of that. It, I felt like I, I this is what I, I, I started calling it. I called it the fishbowl syndrome. Don't go taking my stuff because it's trademark. But I started. Well, it's going to be trademark. I started calling it the, the fishbowl syndrome because I felt like a fish in a bowl and everybody was standing around watching me swim. And I knew that there were some people wishing that I would just drown. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of all of that, with the phone ringing and text messages and people all in the house, like just all around me all the time during this time, the rumors started to swirl about my daughter's passing. Now, keep in mind, I was angry. Keep in mind, I was angry. And there were actually people coming to tell me the rumors. First of all, why did certain people feel the need to tell me this? I have no idea. I don't know if they felt like they were helping or if they were intentionally trying to hurt me. Doesn't matter. But the fact that people were telling me these rumors and I was too tired to try to defend it. You know, I just lost my daughter. I just lost the one person in the world who I felt like loved me unconditionally. I just lost the one person in the world who the only person in the world who's ever heard my heartbeat from the inside. But you're going to come at me with rumors about how she died. And child, let me tell you, it's some good storytellers out there because they came up with some some doozies. But I could not chase the lie because I did not have the capacity to do it. And planning her funeral. Oh, my Lord. Mm. I don't know what it is about weddings and funerals that bring out the worst in people, but planning her funeral, everybody had an opinion. Everybody had something to say. And I'm the type of person that if I don't ask for your opinion about something, um, don't please don't give it to me because I'm not going to hear you. And at that time, you know, my, my mouth was so reckless and I was just my capacity and my patience were were not like they were just <laughs> they were pretty much non-existent so i thank god for the people who were were there with me because i know that they buffered a lot of that stuff and i uh yeah i, I thank god for them um they shielded me from a lot of things some things started to come out like years later which now if something pops up i can, i kind of chuckle about it some stuff I'm like mama bear still to this day about my daughter. Like, mm -mm, don't try it because I will 
you think a mama bear is tough? Chill. Say something about my baby. Say something. It's not going to be pretty. I'm going to forget that I'm saved. <laughs> For real. I'm going to forget that I'm saved. But anyway, um, planning her funeral, I knew that I wanted her life to be celebrated. And I knew that I wanted God to be glorified. And one of the requirements I had was no black. Don't wear black. Please don't wear black. I asked everyone to wear um, Carolina Tar Heel blue or some shade of that. Because my daughter was an avid Carolina Tar Heel fan. And actually the week um, before she passed, I took her on a tour of UNC Chapel Hill's campus. It was a surprise to her. So that was the last gift that I was ever able to give her. And I think that was the best gift aside from giving her Jesus. That's one of the best gifts I've I've ever given her. And I will never forget the smile on her face. As a matter of fact, I have a picture of her standing in front of the um, UNC Chapel Hill sign. And she just has this big Kool-Aid grin on her face. And to know my baby, um, she her smile lit up a room. So this picture is just is one of my favorite pictures of her because of the smile on her face at that time. But planning her funeral, I knew that I wanted it to be a celebration of her life. I knew that I wanted um, God to be glorified and I wanted an opportunity for people who were who did not know Jesus to have an opportunity to give their lives to Christ at her service. And it was amazing to see how many young people showed up at my daughter's service. I didn't even, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I knew my baby was like something special, but every mother feels that way. But I knew my baby was something special, but I did not realize how many lives she touched in her young life. The church was, was packed wall to wall. There was people outside. There was no, you know, it was standing room only. And I was just like, whoa. And we celebrated her life and we celebrated God. And that was something that um, I hold special to this day. So after her service, you know, everybody went back to their normal, right? Except for me. I didn't have a normal. I had to find a new normal and I was just too tired to try to do that. Like I was, I was depleted. I had nothing left in me because one thing about once your loved one passes away, the moments leading to their, their home going service, their funeral is go, 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 go. It's busy, 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 busy. People are swarming around you, but it's something about when you put that, that person to rest, everything changes. Like my phone was dry. Um, at the time, we really I wasn't on social media. I don't even think we really had like social media back then because it's been uh, 15 years. I don't remember. But I really don't think we had social media. Thank God, because I probably would have been. Who child, I've probably been in jail. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but it's something about when you put your loved one to rest, how everybody just kind of scatters and then you're no longer in the fishbowl. You're just there to deal with whatever feelings you have or emotions you you're you're trying to process and everybody went back to work everybody went back to school everybody went back to their normal and I was just there and I remember 
laying on the floor in my bedroom in the fetal position, just crying. I was alone. And all I could say was, God, she's all I had. I don't know what I'm going to do. And back then, there weren't grief therapists or grief coaches back then. So I was basically there to fend for myself. You know, my pastor did what he could, but he didn't really know what to do with me. He had never been in that that situation. And thank God for my big sister, because she would let me just come and sit. And we wouldn't, we would talk sometimes, but I would just sit there. I was, I was basically a shell of a person. And she would just let me sit there and just be. And I appreciate her to this day. I don't think I ever told her that. So I'm going to have to text her or call her and tell her this. I appreciate her to this day for just allowing me to be. I didn't even know what, where I, like, I was basically staring off into space in shock. And she just allowed me to be. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money off of my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it is so easy to use on the go. I can pull up the app on my phone, record a podcast, add some music, add my intro, add my outro, and edit all on the fly. So there's no need to sit by a laptop all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast, boo. And I appreciate that. So one day after I had like cried so much that not a tear will fall anymore. Have you ever been there where you just cried so much you don't even have any more tears? Like your your tear ducts just dry out. I couldn't cry anymore, even though I wanted to. So I got up and I went to a travel agent. And I said, I got to get out of here. I, I got to go somewhere. And she said, okay. And I, I did not tell her what was going on, you know, what had just happened. Because at the time, if I had spoken about my daughter, I was just, I was just going to break, um, screen break or whatever. I didn't know what was going to come out. And I didn't want to scare this little lady, nor the, the women that were working with her in this office, you know. So I just said, I just need to, I just need to get away. I need to get out of here. 
And <laughs> when I said that, I could see the look on her face. And I said, I'm not running from the police or anything. I don't have a felony. <laughs> I just need a vacation. <laughs> and that kind of broke the ice um, because it was the way that I said it. I know it sounded like so crazy. So she asked me, well, where do you want to go? I said, somewhere with a beach and not Myrtle Beach, not knocking Myrtle Beach. But I was just like, I need to get away, away. I said, I need to get someplace that's got a beach that's far away from here and is a, in a different time zone. And she said, well, do you have a passport? And I said, like, oh, no, I don't. You know, plan flaw can't go. But so far. And she said, OK, well, let's look at a couple places. So she pulled up some places in Florida and Key West and everything. And I was looking at those prices. I was like, mm, not for Florida, not knocking Florida. I love Florida. But at the time I was like, no, that's not it. And then I was like, there, that's not really the, the time zone that I'm looking for. So she says to me, how about Hawaii? Uh, yes i've always wanted to go to hawaii I, you know that's a dream trip yes let's do hawaii and so she says well how soon do you want to go and i was like as soon as possible so <laughs> she says okay well there's a flight leaving out tomorrow and i was like whoa, whoa wait 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 i can't leave out tomorrow i have to go buy some new underwear okay y'all <laughs> <laughs> One thing about me, fun fact, fun fact, whenever I go out of town, I just have to have new underwear. I don't know why I just have to have new underwear matching. You know, it's just weird. I know it's weird, but she found that hilarious. So we um, she looked again and she said, OK, well, there's a flight going out Monday. What we can do, we'll go ahead and book and then I can get the tickets and everything rushed here. You can go buy your underwear and pack and everything, blah, blah. So I was like, cool. I'm going to Hawaii. Mm. So I leave the travel agency, go straight to buy my underwear, pick up a couple of things, um, made an appointment. And, and this is how I know that God kind of lined all of this up because everything just happened so fast. When I made the decision to get gone, everything happened really fast. So I got the flight booked, went and bought my underwear. Picked up a couple of more items. Actually got an appointment to get my hair braided the next morning. So I went in on Friday. The next morning I went and got my hair braided. And um, I went home and I started packing. And I told like one, two, three, four people that I was out. And the thing about me is when I, um, when I go somewhere, I, I tend to. When I need a break and I need to clear my head, I will go to a body of water. Like I, I, I have no problem getting on a plane or taking a drive and going somewhere by myself and spending quality time by myself. But I always tell somebody where I'm going, how long I'm going to be, you know, how long I'm going to be there just for safe, safety reasons. So I did that with these four people and they were like, good. They were so supportive of me doing this. <laughs> it was so funny. So I um, went and I stayed with my big sister that Sunday night. And that Monday morning, she got up early and took me to the airport. And I remember sitting in the airport like, wow, I'm really 
doing this. I'm really doing this. I'm really making an exodus. So I had no idea what was going to happen. I just knew that having this time away from the city, away from the situation physically, you know, in my mind, it was still there. The situation was still there. You know, losing my daughter was was the hardest thing I've ever had to endure. But losing her and getting through that, I know that nothing is too hard. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So we, um, I get on a plane and by this time I'm like smiling. I'm cause I'm like, did I really just, I really just did this. And honestly, since taking this trip sparked my love of travel. You know, it sparked my love of, of spending time with myself. And that's that's where the habit of self-care and the, the practice of self-care and the practice of traveling alone was sparked. I landed in Hawaii. OK, let me back up. So this is the first time I had been on a plane since I was in third grade, third or fourth grade. <laughs> and 9-11 happened so everything was different but I, I had no idea what I was doing I had no idea what I was doing at all so going through security I was basically watching people to see what they do so I knew that we couldn't have um, and, and back up before I went I did all this research like what can I take and what can I not take what to expect blah 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 but at the airport I just watched people to see how they maneuvered so I could just piggyback off of what they were doing. So I made through security pretty good. I said, like, okay, cool. I had a connecting flight. <laughs> so my connecting flight, I didn't know that you didn't have to go um, pick up your bags and check them again and, you know, do all that stuff over again. So I get, <laughs> I get off the plane at my connecting airport and I go through, down to baggage claim and I'm sitting there waiting like where's my bag like where's my bag and blah blah, blah. and finally I asked somebody and they told me oh well they just transfer your bags from this plane to the next plane so you could just you know wait for your go to the go to this gate for your next flight and thank god I had some some time between my flights because I would have been so upset if I had missed my connecting flight, but I had to go back through security and all that, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting at the, at the connecting flight and then it starts to get real. Like you are on your way to Hawaii, T. You are about to be in paradise. So I get on a connecting flight and watching a movie and eating and just like, wow, you know, this is, this is awesome sauce. As we are landing, I look out of the window and I see this most gorgeous, crystal clear blue water. The water was so clear, girl, that I could see fish swimming as we were landing. And I thought, oh, wow. Wow. This is gorgeous. So we land at the airport and I get off of the plane and I get laid. Now, before you start thinking nasty, 
that's what happens when you get in, get to Hawaii. They they present you with a lay and they call it, okay, well, you've been laid. Okay, so I get laid. Beautiful flowers. The most powerful aroma. Fresh flowers. I was like, oh, gorgeous. So this time I go to baggage claim and there's somebody there waiting for me with my name to take me to the hotel and everything. So I'm feeling like, okay, boom, superstar. But <laughs> but no, my travel agent, um, I eventually told my travel agent what happened. And so she just made the trip so much more special for me. And taking that trip, taking that exodus was the best thing I could have ever done. Why? Because I got out of a fishbowl and I got an opportunity to learn of me, learn of God, and just do things that I never thought that I would have the opportunity to do. And for a while, y'all, I got a little scared. I was a little scared to come back home because I I literally did things that I never thought that I would do. So I was like, am I about to die? Like, am I, you know, am I going to die? Cause I'm, I, I became like really bold and brave in Hawaii. Young girl, I went swimming with dolphins in Hawaii. And here's the kicker. I can't swim. Sis cannot swim. So what made me think that I could get into this big fish's environment and just play? But I did it. And the video and the pictures of it is hilarious. But I did it. And just having that time with the sun on my shoulders and white sand between my toes and just listening to the waves and being able to just slow down for a minute and allow myself to begin to put the pieces back together was so therapeutic. It was spiritually healing. It was mentally healing. And I was able to come up with a plan to save myself because I knew that unfortunately there weren't many people around me that could help me in the capacity that I needed to be helped. So while I was there, I found a a counselor who, um, a Christian counselor who was able to help me understand the word of God in a way from the grieving perspective. And it helped me to understand that it was okay to feel what I was feeling. It was okay to be angry with God. It was okay to have questions and to ask questions. That person, that counselor made it possible for me to be free. Sometimes you got to exit. In order to be free. So. To anyone who's listening to this podcast. That's going through grief. I'm not going to say that I know how you feel. No. That's one thing that I hate. When people say that. I don't know how you feel. I can only imagine. How you feel. But I can also imagine the weight of the grief, the pain of the grief, the questions, the guilt, the anger, all the things 
And I just want you to know that that is totally normal. It really is. It feels abnormal because you may not have dealt with it before. You may not have experienced it before. But it's totally normal. And honestly, if you didn't feel all the things, if you didn't feel like you were on this emotional roller coaster, if you wasn't going through every gamut of emotion on the planet, I would look at you like, uh, mm, we might want to uh, help this person out a little bit more. But you may not have the opportunity to do like I did and escape to Hawaii. And honestly, y'all, there have been more um, losses for me um since my daughter and before my daughter before my daughter I couldn't make make the exodus like that after my daughter I have not been able to make the exodus like that but I found ways for me to cope and escape and when I say escape that doesn't mean I'm ignoring what has happened Mm -mm. that escape is a way for me to find a space to create a space for me to process and deal with it. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're dealing with grief, find a space for you to process and deal with it. And know that I am here to help you process and deal with it. Okay? You're not alone. You are not alone. So with that being said... I have something in the works that is specifically geared to helping women affected by tragedy disrupt the cycle of grief. I have a new program coming out and it is a new coaching program that is specifically geared to you who are dealing with grief. In the show notes, there is a link for you to sign up to get on the waiting list. We are in working on things in the back end right now, um, just putting the putting slides and all of this stuff together, finalizing the details of the program. But you have an opportunity to get on the waiting list right now by clicking the link in the show notes and you will be the first to know when we launch. It will be really, really soon. So just make sure you get on that waiting list and also stay tuned to the podcast as well as um, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all the things um, to get updates and more details about this program. My goal is to help educate and teach women, 100 women, how to disrupt the cycle of grief by the end of 2021. I want to reach out and assist 100 women. I know that may sound like a big goal to some. It may sound like a small goal to some. Doesn't matter. It's my goal. And honestly, if I reach just one woman, that's enough for me. But my goal is 100. So um, check out the link in the show notes and sign up. Sign up to be on the wait list, okay? I I. I hope my my story of my exodus helps somebody as always. And that's it, girl. That's it. I am over time. I've been real chatty the last couple of episodes, so y'all forgive me. Next week, you may or may not hear my voice. I may have a special guest coming. Yeah. So 
It's one of my favorite people. You, you, yeah, it's one of my favorite people. She's a local, local celebrity in, in, in the area of Charlotte, North Carolina. She's super amazing. She has a book out. Um, her daughter has a book. So yeah, you just may hear her voice next week instead of mine. Either way, we're going to kiki it up and have a good time. All right. But in the meantime, you know, I don't want to close out without praying. And if you have a prayer request, please email me at hello at livingmyempoweredlife.com. All prayers are kept confidential and we pray over each and every one of them. Let's pray. Father God, it is in the matchless name of Jesus that I thank you, Lord, as always for this platform and this opportunity to touch your people. Lord, I pray that whomever is listening to this podcast, that they are encouraged, that they have a glimpse, glimpse of hope, that they see light at the end of the tunnel. Father, those that are mourning, those that are grieving, God, I pray that you are, as always, true to your word. For your word says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Send your Holy Spirit to comfort those who are grieving, comfort those who are mourning God. Whether it be mourning or grieving a death, mourning or grieving loss of a job, loss of a home, whatever the loss is, God, there is no loss that is so great that you can't replace. Father, I've seen in my own life how you will replace and replenish every store. And I just pray, Father, that you will replace, replenish and restore the lives of your people. Help us, oh God to see the good, even in the worst of times. Lord, help us to remain focused on you. Lord God, I pray for the people of Texas, all of those who are affected by the winter storm. God, I pray, Lord, that you will send relief for them. I pray, God, that you would send the storm away, send it at bay, God, and and restore the power, God, restore food sources, God, keep pipes from breaking, God. Let the recovery process, Lord, be faster than the incidents, oh God. Lord, these are tough times, but we know that you are a tougher God. And the more we lean on you, the less the hits come, the less the less we feel the hits. And I pray, Father, that you would just be with us every moment of the day. For you said that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And I know that to be true. Help us to trust you when we can't trace you. Help us to sense you when we can't see you. And Lord, as always, protect, cover, provide like the father that we know that you are. Love you and adore you. Watch over your people, God, until we meet again in this place next week. Thank you, God, for exceeding abundant above all we could ever ask or think blessings. For you alone are worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, chick. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, evening, night, wherever you are. I hope it's just amazing for you. Until next time, I will see you soon. And remember, remember this. I don't know why I'm singing. Remember this. (laughs) Remember, God loves you. I love you. 
And it ain't nothing you can do about it, boo. Boop. Thanks for listening to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey. We hope you enjoyed the episode, but more importantly, we hope you'll take the next step and apply these tools in your own life. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review so others can find this podcast too. You definitely want to check out livingmyempoweredlife.com for free resources and all kinds of goodies, all to help you slay life without apology. Until next time, ready, set, live.